Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Himalaya. Hi, this is Rosie Mercado, and you're listening to Season 2 of The Girl with Self-Esteem Issues, a Himalaya learning audio course. To listen to the rest of the course and others like it, go to Himalaya.com forward slash Rosie Season 2 and enter promo code RELATIONSHIPS to get your first 14 days free. I hope to see you there. I'm Rosie Mercado, and this is The Girl with Self-Esteem Issues podcast, where we get honest about the important things in life, big and small. Today's guest is an eyebrow queen who has not only transformed the brows of many celebrities, but also started her own beauty business and brow philosophy. Welcome to the podcast, Kelly Baker. We finally made it here. How are you? God, we've had so many things in the middle, right? Yeah, there's been chaos and everything, but thank you so much for being here you have so much going on in your life but before we get started we like to start with inspiration the quote of the day today's quote comes from eddie falco and it goes like this as a single mom i'm juggling a lot and working long hours yes it costs them a little but what my children get in return is a mother who is energized and content what do you think about our quote i love that one isn't it true though when you like i i feel like as a mom when you're working on your purpose and I don't know, you take time for yourself and you work on your dreams. Not only are you a better human being, but you're a better mom. Like you're more, you know, there's moments you get tired, of course, because motherhood could be draining. But when you're working on your purpose, I just feel like it comes together. You're juggling different things, but I just feel like you're just a better human being overall. Juggling so many things. And it's so important to take care of ourselves to be able to take care of our babies, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's that that's where that comes in. How has mother like how has business and motherhood like how have you been able to balance that? You know, I, I've been doing it for so long. Like, I mean, the entire time that I've been building my brow business, I've had a baby. So he's now he's gonna be 15. Um, so it's he's literally been a, a part of the entire process and journey. And um, I was just telling someone else, like you you just you get accustomed and used to, it's just your regular daily life. You know what yeah. I mean? No, at, at first, like when you had your babies, like, you know, and, and starting the business, like when you first focused on everything brows and you started getting known in the industry, obviously you were a mom. How did you like, how did you find that inspiration? Cause there's days that are hard, like, you know, and this is where we get real about it. Like there's days that the juggling gets stressful. The days where you're like, all right, I'm, I didn't do that, but I got this done and just trying to like figure out, figure out the way. How did you find your way? Well, you know, it's interesting as he's gotten older, it's been easier to be able to do more. Um, yeah. But I've always made it. I always made my schedule around him. So I always, I had specific goals. So Half the week he's at his dad's house. So I would work the days that he was at his dad so that when he was home, I was available for him. Um, when he was little, I worked on the weekends. But then as he grew up, 
I took Saturdays off, you know, I, I felt it was very important to be able to not, you know, I didn't want my son growing up thinking my mom was never here on the weekend. I'm always with a babysitter. And to be honest, yeah. I don't know if he even remembers any of this stuff. Yeah. But I've literally made my schedule completely around him and what he's doing. So you, so, so you build a business, you focus completely on brows. Like you base your whole business around this. How did you get to that point where you're like, I'm going to be the brow queen. Like, this is what I love. I'm passionate about that. How did you find that? I don't, you know, it wasn't, I used to only do makeup. I loved makeup. Makeup was my first love. And, um, you know, brows is part of the package, right? So I've been doing this for probably, you know, almost God, 18 years. It's, it's nuts. Um, but just, you know, growing with the industry and, you know, I feel like because of social media, um, it's really helped open up the doors for so many people in so many ways. Like, yes, there's a lot of negativity and negative aspects of social media, but in a business aspect, it's actually really good for you. It's free marketing. It's like basically having a Super Bowl commercial live every day for the world to see, you know, absolutely advantage of the opportunity that I had and figured out how to use Instagram. And that's basically what made it made it grow to what it is today. I mean, I was already you know, once I was at the Instagram, like growing stages and phase, I was already in the game for a while and already had cool clients and new cool people and, and have done a lot of things. But then it, it helped me because I figured out how to take photos, how to post side by side photos, there were no before and after pictures of eyebrows. So me yeah. posting that people would see be like, Oh, okay, I want that. That's what I want. I want my eyebrows to transform to that. Yeah. You know, and back in the day, I made brow videos, and back then it was 15 second videos. Now they're a minute, and I'm I'm like mastered the 15 second video, and it just was like none of those things were happening. So being able to play, I mean, even now with TikTok and Reels, I haven't even had a chance to to even look at that. I'm like, listen, I'm overwhelmed with Instagram. Let let, let me get this down. Olds do their TikToks. Let me know. You yeah, know, like, I can't. <laughs> I don't have time. How do you find it? Like, was it real difficult for you to say, because I know right now, especially through pandemic, so many people have faced like the end of their careers and just trying to figure out who they are, what direction. Like this is a time where a lot of people are picking up their inspirations or their dreams actually, and they're going after them. How hard was it for you to start your own business? I mean, I, you know, it's a tricky question because obviously we all have a different way of thinking And when I started my business, I didn't think of it being anything that it is today. All I wanted to do was browse in my own space in a room that I decorated the way I wanted to. That's it. That's it. It was super Um, simple. That was it, you know, and always making sure like I'm a Virgo perfectionist. I want everything to be perfect. The girls make fun of me and I'm like constantly moving things around the salon and like don't be mad at me for moving it. I'm not mad at you. Let me just put it there. And yeah. I'm, good. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just watch me be a weirdo. That's fine. And, but it, it just grew and grew and grew. I, I didn't, I didn't want a salon. I had no desire for products, but I wanted my clients to be able to fill them in and like it and be able to do it good. So that's how that part of it even was born. And the salon part, girls started coming saying, 
can I work here? Will you treat me? Can I, you know, all, it would just turned into its own thing, to be honest. That's well, that's amazing that it turned into something that its own thing, but not only that, it's also successful. Um, was there, did you, re- I mean, even now, do you receive pushback on, on everything that you're doing? In which, in which way? Just like, push back, like negative, like, are you, do you ever get like negativity that you deal with? Because I know that a lot of people like when starting a business or they're in it and they're grinding and they're doing their thing, there's always haters. And how do you, how do you deal with that? I mean, it's really hard. You know, I feel for the most part, I'm pretty lucky in that department. I think the hardest part of anything, which I always say is really just having a stylist leave and managing the people that work with you that's when things get weird because they might post something. They might say something. No one ever knows the whole story. No one knows if they got fired or if they quit or what happened. And like that kind of drama stuff always sucks, you know? Um, But other than that, in general, we're good. I mean, I did have a moment during the, when the whole um, BLM movement started, Um, I I got some pushback then. Um, And we all- yeah, I got some pushback on my colors of my products. And I, from day one, have always said that it is for every skin tone, every ethnicity, any person that walks in your door, you can use these products. Um, but, you know, someone commented, talking, talking smack, saying these are not- All right, girl, you can keep it real here. We're all good. You can keep it real. <laughs> trying to talk shit and be an asshole and be like, those colors would never work for me. And she had darker skin. And I show I literally on the cover page of my Instagram is Eugenia Washington from freaking top model. Like she's got pretty dark skin. And I like am so specific about making sure that it can work for everybody. So when that happened, I was like, no, 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 let me show you an example. And she just wasn't having it. So then a whole group of her friends hopped on and they all went off on me. And I was like, okay, I'm just, you know, it, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. So, you can't, you can't entertain that when it gets to that point. I mean, if you're doing your serving and, and everything is there, it just gets to a point where you can't just, you can't argue anymore. You got to just gracefully leave and, and let it be what it is. So and also too, it's like with that kind of stuff, it's like you, you, you actually obviously haven't tried the products because if you have tried the products, you'd know that it worked. And, and I always try, I've actually been complimented on being nice in my replies because every now and then you get a jerk, right? Yeah. And like I said, I'm pretty lucky. I'm, I'm usually pretty good about not bad, horrible people, but every now and then someone will say something and I just try to be as polite as possible. And I literally had a girl reply to me and was like, damn girl, you were so nice in that reply good job. <laughs> well, you know, and I think it's, I think it's so important, not only as a human being, your kids are watching, being yeah. a business owner, your name. I mean, you yeah. know, how much business do you get by word of mouth? I mean, I don't care that like, that's wonderful Instagram and all that, but still word of mouth, like bad news gets out quick, you know, and, and when, when people talk about you, they talk about your values and how you conduct business. And I think that just gives people a sense of peace and, and to see you publicly react that way. I think it's so graceful and it really shows um, how empowered you are. I, I really feel that way because it takes two to create a war. Yeah, totally. I, I have no, trust me, even the other day in the salon, someone said something about someone who posted something about blah, 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 blah. And I was like, she did what? She posted what? And I'm like, you know what really pisses me off? I don't get to say shit. I am always the one who stands in the back and doesn't say so-and-so this and this and this and this. And it's frustrating, you know, like 
it, 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 it takes a lot to be the bigger person and keep your mouth shut and not yeah. talk shit and be like, but it, it is hurtful. You know, it's hard yeah. for sure. Yeah. But I think no. people also see it too. Like people who are on Instagram can tell who's being authentic. You know what I mean? Yeah, so absolutely. I don't even have to say it. Yeah. But what are things that you wish you'd known before starting a business? Like you, you look back and you're like, damn, I wish, I wish I would have learned that. Like now that I know this, like things would have been different. Like what are lessons that you've learned? Um, I think really, honestly, the hardest part for me has been stylists, stylists that have come and worked and trained and built them and taught them how to post. And, you know, I, I am a giver any, if, either one of you guys were here, I would do anything I could to make either of you guys happy and give because that's just my love language. So I'm always trying to build everyone, not thinking that they're going to obviously take it and run, which clearly people do, right? Yeah. I get it. In in any field that's going to happen. But like, I do, I, I do sometimes wish I didn't show so much you know what I mean? Because I've helped grow people to an extent where it, they wouldn't be doing what they're doing. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and that's the thing. Like, it's, it's hard. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. So you just gotta, you just gotta get, get through it and, and keep going and keep building your team. Now, love language, how important is not understanding your love language to you? Because I mean, obviously not only does it play a big role in understanding love language in your personal life, but it also comes into business. I really feel that you can empower and motivate um, the people that you work with um, to become better and better through love language. How has that helped you since you've mentioned that? I think with age, honestly, learning and listening and reading more is definitely something that I've needed to do because I mean, I'm always sidetracked. We just hired a new girl. She was just here on Tuesday. It was her first day. And the first thing I told her, I said, listen, I am all over the place. I am texting, calling, listening, booking, paying attention to the front desk, doing all of these things all at one time. So please don't ever be offended and think that I'm ignoring you because that's just me yeah. every day. It doesn't matter where I'm at. Yeah. You know. So one of the things that I've had to learn to do is actually sit and listen to, to something when it's important and when someone is speaking and when they, I mean, people want to be heard, Yeah, you know, so it, you know, but, but if I'm a walker and I don't jog, I have to learn how to jog. So even myself, I'm trying to teach myself like, okay, just stop for a second. They don't know that I'm thinking that Yeah, what they're saying, listen to what's going on, let them talk completely before you, it's just all, it's, it's all, I think it's age. You know? Yeah, it comes. There's a, there's a lot of wisdom that that comes as you get older, um, but I think that's so important to be able to sit down, especially if you're listening right now and you are wanting to build a business and you're going through these tough times and you're trying to figure it out. I think one of the key things, and, and thank you, Kelly, for mentioning that. It's really important to be able to, especially when you're managing, you're the boss and you're managing so many things, so many moving parts, so many things you have to take care of, pay attention, and you're constantly jumping to be able to take the time to like sit still and listen and really be there. It's, I feel like it's more effective. Um, and I've learned that throughout the way, because I mean, even the other day I was doing some shipments out and I'm here. I am on my phone sending shipment after shipment. I'm like, okay, I, I got to get this out. Like the production team needs to like, this needs to go out. And then literally the girl t- tells me what a beautiful dress you're, you are, are you wearing and i'm literally on the phone thinking on, on my uh, on my phone talking sending the shipments out and she just started i mean she was staring at me and i was like did did i miss something and and literally like 
they, they said you had a beautiful dress. And I'm like, I'm so sorry for not being present. I, I did not mean to be rude. Let me, you know, I'm, I'm sending this out. Like I'm having one of those days where I'm everywhere, but just like that could be taken as, you know, she's not present or she didn't acknowledge that or, you know, how rude, like, what did she, you know, they, people could take it the wrong way if you don't check yourself. And that's something that I, I could completely relate to that. I have to check myself to like, get off the phone, like be present because it's a form of, it's a form of respect. And like you said, everybody wants to be heard. And when people are not heard, I don't know if you get this, but people react, they react in different ways. And you're like, what, what did I miss something? Like, why are you angry? Or, uh, and sometimes you don't get it. So that's, if you want to grow, that is so important to be able to listen and check yourself and really be present. That helps in everything in relationships and business helps in everything. Yeah, for sure. I think also too, with what you said, how you didn't hear her, you know, um, no one knows what the other person is feeling, how your day was. You know, I remember one time someone wrote a bad review on me on Yelp and it was like, she's not as nice as she is in person as she is on Instagram. And I was like, I am so offended. I'm like the nicest person ever. How rude, you know? And it's like, people just like, why would you write that? Like, maybe I had gas, maybe my boyfriend just dumped me. Maybe I like, I have a migraine and I'm just working. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like just, just want to jump to conclusions of things or whatever. And it's like, I always just try to say, you know, especially to the girls at my shop, like if so-and-so looks pissy today, let's not be pissy back. Mm, Let's Let's be like, Hey girl, how are you? Give her a hug, like make her feel better rather than, well, she's a bitch. So I'm not talking to her. Yeah. It's it just, you know, it's like, you, you gotta, it doesn't help anything. Well, I mean, and that's I, what that person's feeling or going through, you know? you know? And if so many of us would do that, just really take the time to, instead of just judging and jumping into a conclusion of why that, that they're just their reaction rather than like, you don't know what someone's going through. What if they are sick? What if they just lost someone and, you know, and they're just, this is their first movement out into the world. They're going to go get their eyebrows done or you just run into someone in the store and you get this reaction instead of jumping. This world would be so much better if people would just be like, let me just be kind. Let me just be nice. And I feel like there's a big shift going on right now that people are starting to tune in more and be more connected. But I think for a while, just people were just automatically reaction. And that happens in business. If you are reactive and you don't take the time to either listen to a client, listen to what they have to say, or you see that they're angry to really ask, Hey, you know, I see that you're upset. Did did I do something to offend you? Or are you you having a bad day? Just that sometimes helps someone feel, feel so much good because it's like, Oh, someone is paying attention to me. Like, thank you for caring. Like just sometimes you don't even realize that that person is having an issue. And you're working, doing your thing. And you're like, wait, what did I miss? Why is she mad? What did I do? Well, talking about calming down and listening to people and love languages and how that's played a role. Um, what, I mean, for, for people that are starting their business, especially now where they're, they want to start a business, what are tips for people you would want um, to give so they can become their own boss? Um, well, I mean, I do definitely want to say that, you know, the grass is not necessarily always greener. Um, being your own boss is a lot of responsibility, depending on what your goal. Yeah, I want you to really think about why you want to be your own boss and what are your goals? And what do you think about being a boss is going to make you happier? 
Mm. Because it's true. Because yeah. a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to come. I'm going to learn how to do this. I'm going to go open up my own place. Have fucking fun. Do you have any idea how hard it is? It like, if the, if like, I had the opportunity to just go in, do my thing and leave and not have to worry about the front desk and the phone keep getting disconnected and an unhappy client and a whatever and whatever. And do we have enough supplies? And there's so many extra things like people sometimes don't realize the blessing and like you can have a regular job and be happy. It does just because you have a boss doesn't mean you're less than anything else. Yeah. You know, I feel like being a boss gives people the impression that this it's too it's a it's a big title and it doesn't necessarily it doesn't make us better than anyone else it means I have more shit to do than you (laughs) (laughs) well I I think and I think there's people that I I think that we all have strengths and weaknesses and I think acknowledging like the responsibility that comes with being the boss I think what you said is really important like why is it that you want to become your own boss and understand that responsibilities that fall there so like that you can be successful because when you understand those responsibilities the grind is a lot harder the passion and really the passion really has to be there to get up even when nobody else is getting up um, oh. longer hours than other, other people there are so many benefits to that yes you know there's there's things that come with with that creating your own freedom your own financial freedom and stuff like that um if you're purpose driven you know what purpose are, are are you driving your business but really understanding the why what the responsibility is so you can keep on going when you find yourself in those problems um that you're able to not give up in those moments so i feel like if people don't understand what they're getting into it's so easy to give up when you have a really big problem in business um and you don't know how to shift you don't know how to get through it yeah i agree for sure um, now with everything with COVID, I've seen the transition, like you really adapted, like really quickly COVID happened every, it took everybody, like it, it shocked everybody. It brought everybody to a halt. You're in the beauty business, one-on-one personal touch. Um, now you have to take your business outside. How was that transition for you in the beauty business? How, and how quickly did you have to shift? Because as a boss, you have to think quick. Okay. If the doors are closed, how can I shift? Because but people are depending off of this. There's families, you know, families here. People need a service. You know, how can I quickly turn that around? I have now employees that I have to figure out how am I going to get them paid? I have, you know, like the, the fact that we had to do it twice and basically furlough everyone for all of them to collect unemployment and then have them come back and then do it again. People don't realize like, I'm not choosing this. None of us business owners are choosing this. You know what I mean? And then the the government or whoever was giving that extra $600 check and people didn't want to come back to work. They, they were making more money staying at home. And it's like, the thing is, you know, what, what some people don't understand is that if you get your job offered back, right? So I'm like, hey, Rosie, come back or let's come, you know, we're open now. And they're like, no, I don't want to. Well, guess what? Then you actually are denied the unemployment that you have been getting because you rejected your job back. So it's just, it put a lot of people in a really weird position. You know what I mean? Like, we're like, like, well, we'll make more money, babe. I, I I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? Like I, it, it, it was really interesting. It was a really, really weird place for a lot of business owners. Um, unfortunately, Um, and you know, once we were able to, 
at first I think we were inside and then they changed. Yeah. First we were inside and then they shut us down again and said it had to be outside. And I was like, this shit is just crazy. Like, <laughs> like yeah. the people around are estheticians and anyone that does any beauty service. We have to study biology, bones, theory of skin and cells and cleanliness and d- disinfecting everything. And yeah. you're putting us outside. Yeah. Listen, if it's about a safety issue and you're worried that we're going to get sick, I don't want to work. But yeah. if it's because you think we're dirtier or can spread something more, that's not the case. We're going to be cleaner than any other place you're going to go. Yeah. So that's what I, I mean. It was, it was definitely hard. I know a lot of salons that have lost their businesses. I mean, we, we didn't get to not pay rent. You know what I mean? Yeah. So even if a lot of places have renters, hair renters, or, you know, you can be a renter or an employee. And a lot of people were like, I'm not paying my rent. Yeah. Well, guess what? I still have to pay the full rent, whether you pay me or not. So I'm still asked out completely. Do you know what I mean? So it would just cause a lot, you know, at the beginning part, a lot of like, what are we doing? Yeah. A lot of chaos. But what does it feel to be on the other side now though? You're going, you know, you go through COVID, the shutdown, the reopen, shutdown, and the reopen, and then take your business outside and to be, to be thriving, to be busier now more than ever to keep going and to say, I got through that. Like that was really tough, but I got through that. What did that teach you? Just to stay strong, man, you know? And I mean, I feel like we have always just in general, are. It's funny because in business, I'm a rule follower. In the streets, I do what I want, right? Totally. Yeah. Like, if there's a yellow light, I'm going through it. At, at the shop, if we have to use this, then I'll use whatever I'm supposed to use, you know? But, you know, I think you just have to have faith and do all the things that you're supposed to do. And if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. But we, we were like, we have to set up tents outside and at least try. Yeah. And it was hard. I mean... You know, it's one thing to wear your mask when you're going into Target for 30 minutes, but it's another thing to wear it from nine to six all day long, working physically. Like I'm exhausted at the end of the day. Yeah. It's hard. And 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 it, right now the weather has just changed, but it was so hot. We had, have you noticed all the big beetles? Oh my God. There's like, it has been beetle city. Those big, huge fluorescent, like green. Yeah. The green blue. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've seen those. Yeah. Oh my God. We've had <laughs> flying, like, I actually caught it on video on accident because I saw it and I was going to post like, look what we're working through. And it landed on a client and the chick flew out of the chair, screaming bloody murder. Like, you know, it, yeah. I mean, we, we've, just we're just working through it we just working gotta, through, just gotta get through it and we've got some plants to hang to make it look cute whatever you we made it some- your own you made Not- it your own yeah oh my god all right girl so what do great brows mean to you I think great brows just means like you know I think it's very important to know that everyone's brows are different you ours mine is never going to be yours and vice versa and it's like go to a pro have them shape them, show you how to fill them in and love what you have and make what you have the best, you know, because it's not a thing where you can bring in a photo and be like, I want those brows. Mm. Do you get that a lot though? Do you get a lot of people like bringing photos and like, I want them to look exactly like this. 
I actually don't get, I, I don't feel like we get it a lot, but we, we definitely do. I mean, I, I recently had someone show me a picture of a celebrity and was like, I want these brows. I'm like, these brows look like shit. Like, <laughs> do you, do you ever tell them like, why would you want to have those brows? Are you, do you keep it real with your clients? No, 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 I didn't know. I asked her, I said, what about this style? Do you like? Cause I am now trying to figure out what is, what is, what, what is she is, really saying? Yeah. What do you see here? And she had big, thick brows and she felt like the ones that were too thin that they, they, she just liked it. And I mean, I did what I could. I made them thinner, but I, of course I don't want to make anyone's brows thin. Yeah. Or I have people and they're like, oh my God, I want Kim Kardashian's. Oh my God. I want Shay Mitchell's. And I'm like, girl, your brows are so much thicker than both of theirs. Like you love yours. Yeah. You, you know, like they just want what the celebrity has. And I'm like, yours are even, yours are better. Kim would like yours better. <laughs> Do you, you think know? it could affect a person's self-esteem? Absolutely. 100%. How so? Well, because it's on your face and it's what you see. And, you know, when you look good, you feel good. And it's mm-hmm. so important to do whatever it is that you need to do, whether it's your hair, your brows, your lashes, your teeth, whatever your thing is, it's going to do it. You do it for sure. Oh yeah. my God. What are some tips that, um, the people that are listening right now, they could start doing right now today, whether it's to maybe they want fuller eyebrows. Is there something that they could do to put on half fuller eyebrows, just tips that they could start doing today to start taking care of that area? Well, it just depends on what their brows are already looking like. So if they're over tweezed brows and they want them fuller, they can use a growth serum, which is what I do. Um, if you can see this little hairline here, I have been putting my growth serum on my hairline. Oh, really? It works there? If, if you've had hair there, it won't make hair grow where you don't have hair. Yeah. But if, no, no. if you've had there, like you put growth serum and it works. Yes. Oh, wow. So you see my little hairline, right? Uh-huh. It's totally growing in. And that is just me being silly, being a girl playing in my makeup area. And do you know what dermaplaning is? Yeah. Oh God. I love dermaplaning. It just makes, oh, yeah. It just like, it just makes so it, 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 everything sit so much nicer. Thing as a razor. It's basically shaving your face. So I did that with a razor and I shaved all the peach fuzz off my face and I went here and I nicked this part. So I was like, oh shit, I just messed up my hairline. And, and over the years, I actually even had more of a widow's peak and, and was self-conscious of it because being younger and having something that looks different, people make comments about it. So I would actually even laser it off too. Oh, wow. Um, but I'm like, and then someone was like, your hairline is so perfect. And I'm like, I'm not actually trying to make it perfect. Ew, now I feel weird about it being too perfect. And I started, I literally, I ha- I'm in my makeup area. I'm like, oh my God. Lather it on, lather it on. <laughs> I just started two weeks ago and it's starting to go back. So isn't it so crazy how like we're so insecure about something when we're younger and as we get older, we just like learn to like embrace it. And, and you know, it is just, it's just part of who I am. One of, I had a client, I think it was yesterday. I don't remember who it was, but they said, you know, my daughter is 13. When should I start bringing her in for her eyebrows? I go now absolutely now. And she's like, really, she's not too young. I said, if she is questioning it, asking you, looking at it, commenting on it, it is time. 
It's time. If they have a little baby mustache, if they have anything that they're questioning, if they want to shave their legs and mom's like, no, she's too young. You guys, they are going to get bullied. If yeah. they are feeling weird about it, it's time for them to do it 100%. Mm. You don't have to give them shaped perfect eyebrows, but at least wax. Clean it up. Clean it yeah. up. Or wax mm. your poor little lip or whatever, you know? Yeah. Kelly, I this is for a boy telling me I had a mustache when I was in junior high. Girl, I went through that too. Yeah. I had I had boys making fun of me. Well, and I had like I had really thick eyebrows. Like I had one eyebrow. So this area right here, they would make so much fun of me. But then again, culturally, like I was brought up, like you know, not until you don't wear makeup until you're 15. You you know, you don't pluck your eyebrows until you're 15. So not until my quinceanera did I get to do all of those things. But yeah. still, I got made fun. I mean, I wish I would have started like when I was 13. Just if yeah. not like a full eyebrow, that's fine. Just clean up. Just take care of those because it makes life so much easier growing up. And it's just to help your child. Yeah. Everyone, we've all been bullied in some form. You know what I mean? And if they're in school and they're trying to focus and they feel uncomfortable, the whole goal is you said, why are brows important or makeup? It's so that they feel good. They need yeah. to feel good to be confident, to work hard. and be happy, you know? It's as simple as that. Kelly, this is something that I like to call Rosie's takeaways where I ask guests about a moment of adversity that they had and how they overcame it. What was your moment of adversity that you had? And what was the lesson you learned from it? Oh, geez. Um, I mean, I feel like there's so many. Um, I think I would say just being a single mom and I'm with you there, girl. You know, my son is like I said, almost 15, he's in private school. My goal was for him to be in private school. My goal was to work around his schedule. Like you guys can set goals, especially now in 2020, we are able to make schedules that work for us. So make the schedule that works for you. If the doctor tells you, you can only come Thursday at two o'clock. When are you going Thursday at two? So don't feel like work is your life. Obviously it's very important. Um, but I feel like I've been able to teach women. I think I've had maybe one guy in my class ever because I teach brow classes that you can do it. You can build whatever business it is that you want to do. You can make the schedule that you want to make. If people want to come to you, they're going to come to you and they're going to make it work. Yeah. So just don't be like, obviously it's scary, right? And even for myself, I used to work Saturdays and I'm like, oh my God, that's the busiest day. I'm going to cut off Saturday. I don't do Saturdays anymore. Then it was I worked half the week and then I worked two days a week. Now I work one day a week in the salon and I did that. Like I made created that lifestyle. Yeah. Where my mom was a single mom worked. I was in pre daycare before school. I was in after daycare every day after school. And I wanted to make sure I did not do that with my son. And he doesn't even know what that is. He is so oblivious in his perfect little world. And, you know, it, 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 the thing is, is like, we can make it happen and you have to work hard and it's exhausting. And I cry and he sees it and, but you're doing it, you, but you're doing it. And that's the beautiful thing that you're doing it. And, Hmm. (laughs) you know, and it's like, I don't even think he even realizes it, you know? And it's just crazy because we can do it. Like I have no family here. His all his dad's whole entire family's in Mexico, and 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 his dad is a successful owner as well. Being an immigrant, 
running a business and it's just your dedication and your hard work. You just have to work hard, you know? And, but all, at the same time too, it's like, I just hope that he actually sees, I know he sees it, but you know, as kids, you grow up and you think all those things, like I didn't want my son to be in all the programs and not have his mom available. One of my stories that I tell was, I actually had gotten called to go do Cardi B for the first time ever. And his dad has always put him in sports and my kid is not a sports person. And it was the sports awards and his dad was not available to go to the sports awards where my son was going to get an award. And I was like, I can't go. I'm not available. I'm not going to go do Cardi B. And if I never do her, then I never do her, but I'm not going to let my kid sit in that audience at something he doesn't even want to be at because his mom was too busy, you know? Mm. And I mean, I told him, I wanted him to know, I wanted him to know that he was special and I turned it down for him. He was like, Oh my God, that's crazy. But I wanted him to know that he's important. You know, it's really important. A lot of people don't know how to communicate and say things. And it's like, sorry, Cardi, like I would love to be there. I hope in the future you use me, but today is not happening. Mm, Girl, thank you for, for inspiring us with that. I think, um, your hard work has paid off and the job that you've been doing as a single mom and finding your way and just being real with your emotions. I think that's the most important thing is that people are seeing your emotions and that you understand as you're listening right now that you guys understand that it's not always easy. Success comes to all of us when you work hard, but that doesn't mean that there's moments that we break down that we cry, that we have frustrations, but the difference is we keep going. We keep going. And your why for you is your kids and you've made it important. We had, we just had, my birthday was like two weeks ago and I, and Travis came to dinner because I know he loves to be around the girls and they all dote over him. And he was sitting with my best friend and he was talking to a couple of the girls and he goes, you know, I'm really happy with the group of girls that are here right now. Everyone is nice and respectful. And there was a period of time where those girls made my mom cry and made me really mad. And I was like, he said that, like, he's just the cutest. But like, you know, it's important to work hard, but also to make sure that what are you working for? If you're not spending the time with your family or doing something with your kid, what's the Mm -hmm. point? You might as well be jobless if they don't get it, get you. Right. Yeah. Girl, if I knew that when I was younger, in my 20s, parenting, oh, my God, my relationships with my kids would have been so much different. That's something that I know now, the importance of quality time and value and not being present, how that impacts them and how it hurts and how you have to take the time like now as a mom to really be present and make that effort to not only speak their love language, but spend the quality time that they need and that they deserve. So my thing attention to me now it's even weirder now it's COVID and it's like bye so yeah. now I'm trying to adjust and like not have my feelings hurt because I'm like wait a second I have been kicked to the curb wait remember I used to do everything for you so it is weird like well it's a you know being yeah. a parent there's always something new so it's like with every age comes something new and it's like it's a yeah. new adjustment now I have to okay now I have to learn this now I have to learn that Kelly, thank you so much. Oh my God. That was, this just makes me love you so much more. You just like, you really just brought like, you just brought the realness to what motherhood and like the emotions that come with it. And that 
and the things that come with business. So thank you for keeping it real. I think that's where authenticity comes through. And that's when we become relatable and we're able to really connect with another human being. Where can people find you? kellybakerbrows.com hey hey all right well you heard it here motherhood business being your own boss the reality of it all thank you for being on the girl with self-esteem issues podcast we're sending you so much love and keep doing it girl keep showing us that it can be done totally absolutely 100 especially in 2020 we can do it better Mm. amen to that Single parenting without a support system isn't easy, but it can be done. Not only can it be done, but you and your kids can actually thrive in it. It just requires you to be willing to change the way you picture your life. Asking for help can feel uncomfortable, especially when we're asking for help from someone who we can't already count on in that regard. But the importance is to start small. Ask another mother at a daycare or in the pickup line at school if she has any suggestions on where to buy a secondhand clothes in good shape. And also you can ask other parents on who could help you kind of take care of your kids along the way, exchange time, ask the parent next door if they could recommend a good weekend babysitter. These are things that could help along the way when you're stressed and tight on a budget. Expectations are sometimes unreasonably high, whether they're our own or those of others placed on us. One of the best ways to get ahead as a single parent with no support system is to let go of the little things, things that aren't a habit or won't matter in a week. As your kids get older, they'll learn to do more for themselves. Life will get easier, as we heard with Kelly, and one day they'll be grown and you'll only need to take care of yourself again. Remember, I'm always here to help, always here to grow with you. If you want to hear more about my journey, be sure to check out my memoir, The Girl with Self-Esteem Issues, available both in English and Spanish through HarperCollins and Harper One. You can find the link to purchase in the show description wherever you're listening to this podcast. What you just heard was season two of The Girl with Self-Esteem Issues, a Himalaya learning audio course. To listen to the rest of the course and others like it, go to Himalaya.com forward slash Rosie season two and enter promo code relationships to get your first 14 days absolutely free. I hope to see you there.